afternoon. Good evening. Hey, everyone. It is our Sunday weekly warm-up. My name is Ray Hewer. Brad Hughes is in the house, and this is like our favorite show. This is our favorite time of the week when we get to come live here in our Sunday show here in our uh, exclusive Facebook group. I haven't been here the last few weeks, so Brad, I appreciate you letting me come on the show today. I know you've been doing these like epic interviews and all this fun stuff, and I'm just honored that I get to join you again. So everyone go grab like your adult beverage, put your feet up, relax, tell us in the comments where you're watching from, and we'll be right back. Reunited, Ray Heward, and it feels so good. It's Sunday weekly warm-up streaming exclusively in the Teach Better private Facebook group. And as you know, Ray, it's going to be everywhere on the socials come tomorrow at the same time. And is it true? Is Can it be true that this will be rebroadcast as an episode of Teach Better Talk? I can't believe it, but it is true. And that means that we put out seven episodes a week over on Teach Better Talk podcast. So in case many of you have podcast that you wish put out more content, don't worry. You have Teach Better Talk every single day. You have at least a 20-minute episode, if not a 45-minute episode, every single day. Crazy. You can always count on Teach Better team to entertain, inspire, inform every aspect of your week and a few shenanigans thrown into boot. I love good shenanigans. As you're jumping in now, feel free to tag your friends. Tell them that we're getting started. Dustin, it's really good to see you there. Mm-hmm. So glad that you are able to pop in. Brad, I have been in the comments the last few weeks loving the show. Thank you for allowing me to come back. I really appreciate it. It really is my pleasure to allow you to come back. My co-host with the most on the Lake Michigan coast or Lake Michigan coast adjacent. It's wonderful to get back together. I've been looking forward to catching up. How are you and, and how's everything been? Yeah, things have been good. I think I'm trying to think of why I haven't been here. There was one week when I had a family emergency. The next week, I think I was traveling for Teach Better stuff. So I'm so sorry that I've been kind of MIA, but I really have been watching. I really love my Brad time. And so if I'm not on screen with you, I'm usually watching just thinking that I am still on screen getting to have a conversation with you. How have you been? It's, it's been great. Uh, I, I've missed you the past few weeks. I've been uh, delighted to connect uh, here on the Sunday Weekly Warm-Up with guests. We had uh, Joshua Stamper uh, join us. Uh, we had a wonderful uh, guest host, uh, Bree. Uh, Bree Ann Fennell was with me uh, for a team up, and we, we missed you. And I, I want to know how your time in L.A. was. Oh, it's so fun. I've been able to do a few fun little trips. Actually, I was in L.A., and that's what would, what took me out a few weeks ago. Uh, recently I was just in Ohio. I just got back from that. So I don't feel like I do a lot of travel for the teach better team. That's, that's really not my job typically, but for whatever reason, and I thought it was because Katie was on maternity leave, but now it looks like this is just the new normal. I'm traveling like two or three times a month and I'm really liking it. Like I want to complain. It takes me away from the family. 
but Brad, I kind of have a good setup where when I leave, things are taken care of and I have peace of mind there. And I'm traveling to like, I don't know, not necessarily locations that everyone's like has on their bucket list, but schools that y'all should have on your bucket list. Like my most recent trip, not the mm -hmm. one to LA, but even just to Talmadge, which was in Ohio. Right. Oh my God. I wish that I was there all day and then some. Uh, I, my, I had a co-presenter, which was a therapy dog, Miss Molly. So I, it was Ooh. a ball and I got to see some of our Teach Better family members. It was so fun. You know, that's what it's all about. I mean, the, the restorative aspect of travel uh, that you're, you know, communicating when you're, when you are traveling to and from uh, with the, with different reels and different check-ins. I mean, you are actively engaging our Teach Better family every moment that you're, uh, that you're on the road. And then you get a chance to visit schools, visit uh, teachers and educators, uh, have time to connect with kids and, and really see the work that you put your heart and soul into come to fruition and share the joy, share the excitement, share the love with other Teach Better family members. It doesn't sound like it gets any better than that. Yeah, it's really, I'm very fortunate. And I, I know that work travel is taxing on so many people. It's not necessarily what I think I'll ever do five days a week, but I've just had so much fun traveling and seeing our people in real life. And thank God that I have the opportunity to do that. But one of the funny things, Brad, we were talking about before we came live uh, this evening was doodling on the plane. I'm telling right. you, that was all sparked because I didn't have Wi-Fi. And so usually I work on the plane, but I didn't have any Wi-Fi on the plane ride that I was, tip that I was just on uh, earlier this week. So I just started doodling. And now who knows, that sparked a new hobby again. So I love that different environments inspire different things in us. Teach Better fam, I don't know if you've checked out Ray Hewitt's uh, doodles. on, And they, they're captivating. They're captivating. I, I, they're my new favorite thing. If you have a chance, uh, check out Ray on uh, on Facebook or on Insta. Where where, where can people find these doodles? I, I saw them on Insta, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm guys, I'm literally just doodling. This is not like a real thing, but I just want you to know that I'm doodling random cartoons. So if any of you have ideas, I really, really need you to respond back and like direct message me your ideas. I've done a, a diner. I've done a subway. I just finished up. Uh, I did like a little cafe and I'm really just posting them on Instagram. Every so often I'll throw a few on Facebook, but I appreciate it, Brad. Sometimes it's fun to pick up new hobbies. I definitely have a few this year and art is one of them. So I'm blending in my watercolor love with some, I don't know, cartoon doodles. <laughs> well, you also put uh, something along with your story that reminds us that these hobbies, I mean, these things that enrich us and what we kind of follow our, follow our passion, follow our interest, not knowing where it's going to go, but um, talk about an enriching opportunity. I'd love it. If you are joining us live in our comments, let us know what your hobby or hobbies might be or, or what are you just scratching the surface on? What, what's got your interest and, and what would you like to get started on? Maybe it's uh, something athletic like, uh, I don't know, pickleball or badminton or bowling, or uh, maybe it's carpentry, woodwork. Maybe it's visual arts. Uh, maybe it's music or dance. Uh, maybe it's something you're trying brand new for the first time. Let us know what that might be. I'd, I'd love to get excited along with everyone watching and listening about what our hobbies are. Really, that would be so good. And honestly, Brad, it will be the weirdest story I tell later in life. But I was doodling on the plane and the guy next to me started like leaning over and being like, what if you added this? What about this? So in the end, I actually took a picture of the doodle and emailed it to him because I felt like we had done it together. 
I well, was so, it's so connective, isn't it? I mean, I, I, you're side by side with someone on a plane and you're kind of passing the time together. Uh, Ray, I think you give off like a let's let's connect vibes. I mean, you're 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 easy to talk to. And I mean, you're you're, you're you've got something going in front of you, your doodles. I'm glad that this uh, sparked a conversation between you and your uh, and your seatmate. And and who knows? And isn't that kind of fun? Oh, so, yeah. Brad, full full transparency. I was doodling and then they turned the lights off. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to be the weirdo that like turns the the light above me on because that makes everyone unable to sleep. So I was just using my phone and then my pen ran out of ink. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm done doodling. And the guy next to me hands me his pen and starts to give me suggestions. The joke was we're on a plane. It's very loud in terms of just like the engine, right? It's just a loud environment in a plane. And he didn't speak English. So the two of us are like miming to each other in the dark. <laughs> what we're going to put in this cartoon. And Brad, you should have been there. It was a really good bonding experience. So if any of you have the opportunity to, to mime with anyone recently, it's just kind of fun. <laughs> I think I know what's going to go in your uh, teach better uh, stocking come holiday time. And you, I'm going to visit one of our mountain co-op stores and get you one of those little headlamps. And so, <laughs> you know, when all the lights go off in the plane, you can, you know, discreetly put on your uh, teach better green uh, headlamp. And you can doodle, read, you can, and you've been working, you've been writing, you've, you're making amazing use of this travel time just with all of the creative things coming up. Got to find something to do. So friends, if you have ways that you use your downtime that you want to share with us, we always love good ideas and I'm happy to share the random things. But Brad, I really do appreciate that you're, you're following that stuff because as a creative mind yourself, when you say anything I do artwork wise is good. I'm always like blushing because you're so oh artistic. Gosh. I mean, everything you're doing with your woodworking on the side and everything else, I am just so inspired by you, Brad. So I'm just like over here going to, I'm going to just, you know, glow in the compliment you gave me. I really appreciate it. Oh, amazing. I'm cheering you on every step of the way. I mean, when, when we find people who are creatively aligned and, and when I find, uh, you know, a dear friend who is you know, ha has an emerging gift and you're, you're, you're devoting time to it. I, I just absolutely want to share you and everybody on that's, that's finding and making that time for their creative side. It's, it's so, so important to stay connected with that creative side if you can. So how are you using your creative side, Brad? I know you have been busy, obviously, you know, working in schools full time, but, but tell us, give us an update. How's the last week or so been? I know we had the Super Bowl in between. So we actually haven't seen this community in quite right. a <laughs> Exactly. We, we took Super Bowl Sunday off for the big game and uh, I hope that was a, I mean, a successful, uh, whatever, whatever, however you chose to celebrate the Super Bowl at your place of what was successful. And uh, this has been a great week at work and a great week, uh, great weekend uh, here in Southern Ontario. Uh, Friday night, we uh, had a movie date out. We saw, Madam Web, the new Marvel movie. Ooh, yeah. With Dakota Johnson. I love that's her. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yesterday, uh, this afternoon, I was uh, with a couple of buddies and we went to see uh, a hockey game uh, here in Kitchener. Kitchener Rangers uh, uh, walked away with a 6-1 win uh, in the OHL, Ontario Hockey League. It was a great game, a great afternoon out. Um, and uh, this weekend, I'm working on uh, another sign commission. And uh, that I just love it. I love partnering. Lately, I've been partnering with uh, a lot of great uh, podcasters and authors. And uh, my my work has sort of taken a little bit of a business bent, which is unexpected, but very welcome. And yeah, I'm, I've got a commission from, uh, well, a couple of uh, friends of the Teach Better family who I'm going to be sharing out more about this. But I'm very excited to be partnering uh, with this award-winning duo for a, a special sign for for their own studio, so I'll I'll be uh, sprinkling uh, the Instagram and the Facebook accounts and 
and keeping in touch with you about how this is progressing. But got to start out this weekend. It's exciting. Oh, I love the signs. Again, we're just going to pitch all these things. If any of you are not following Brad's incredible artwork that he's doing on the side, I it, it's no longer something that's just like, oh, Brad has a cool hobby. But Brad is really doing fabulous things. Every time a new picture pops up of a design, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see what the, which one's for and reading the story. So I appreciate that you are willing to share out the work you're doing and you're using social media to celebrate those pieces because I always love to to scroll through and like them and share them out. So it's super fun. Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, my mo most recently, I partnered with uh, Fonz Mendoza, uh, Alfonso Mendoza from uh, My EdTech Life, and he gave me the opportunity to create three signs, uh, bringing to life his original uh, podcast and publishing artwork. And then he gave me the gift of creating reveal, you know, like, you know, unboxing reels. Uh, reels are not something I'm adept with yet, but I mean, the gift that he gave was that he got me excited enough to, or he was excited enough to create uh, an unboxing reel for the signs that I sent to him and, and offered to, you know, share them out uh, to my followers as well. So it's, it's all about the connections. I mean, think about your connection on the plane with your doodles and the connections that I'm making with different clients. And it really all just begins with a story and finding out how I can help the, the client, the, the contact, um, bring their vision, their message, whatever it is to light. Mm, so fun. Friends, we've been talking a lot this afternoon in this conversation around hobbies and how you're using your downtime. If you've missed this conversation, feel free to rewatch this after the show. But it was full of ideas of ways for you to make sure that you're not only doing things that make you feel good, but using them to connect with others and really fuel your fire as you continue to move throughout your day. Brad, we have a little bit of a fun activity we're going to be doing, which involves 40 statements. And I'm not sure if any of you remember us doing this previously, but this is a new and improved version. We'll be right back. We are excited to continue to celebrate a Sunday with you to get rid of those Sunday scaries. And whether you are heading into a full week ahead, or maybe you have a four-day week because there are some holidays that many, many people are celebrating, we have some fun in store for you. Brad, first and foremost, it is a holiday tomorrow for many schools in the U.S., but it is also a holiday in Canada. Do you mind telling us a little bit about what holiday you'll be celebrating tomorrow? Of course, Ray. Uh, tomorrow in Ontario is Family Day, uh, a day set aside for, you guessed it, family, uh, for you to connect with the, the, the people that mean the most to you, uh, whether it's your, uh, your given family or your chosen family, uh, whoever it might be. It's an opportunity for uh, caregivers, parents, uh, and, uh, and kids and their families to just uh, reconnect and, and spend time with one another. And so it is a holiday. There, there are other holidays occurring in different provinces uh, for different reasons, but that's uh, what's happening in Ontario. What's what's happening in uh, Chicagoland? Yeah, I love it. The U.S. is celebrating President's Day tomorrow, which more often than not is a day that schools will get off. Um, hopefully that 
for those of you who have the day off, you can celebrate with some family, maybe celebrate the U.S. and Canadian holiday tomorrow. But for those of you who may not be off of work, it might also be used as an institute day, depending on what school district or state you are located in, but definitely celebrating the amazing people that continue to lead our country. As we head into some conversation, Brad, I'm not sure if you remember, but Back in the day, a few weeks ago, we did a list of 40 things, and we started talking about these 40 things that not everything can be important. So as we read each of these things, we didn't get through all 40 because that would be crazy. As we read them, though, we started to talk about if this is something that's really important for you to consider or something that can't be that important because other things have to come before it. It was a really fun conversation. Do you have any reflection from that day? Just how engaging it was and how difficult it was to prioritize among the priorities. I mean, there you know, 40 Priorities. I think uh, if you asked any educator uh, from you know any faculty or any uh, 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 any school, they, they would say, "Yeah, these are important things." But prioritizing among the priorities, especially when uh, busy educators and busy school leaders uh, have to really sift and sort to keep everyone's eye on the ball and keep everything moving forward. Yeah. So for those of you that participated, we will ask you in the comments to participate with us because we're going to give each statement a ranking. It'll be one to 10. 10 means it's a very, very, very high priority, the highest priority. And then one would be that it's not that it's not important, but it can't be that important. It's not that important yet until you've done all the other things. And Brad, if you remember, we had a lot of tens and that's when I yelled at you. I'm like, some (laughs) things have to be like a nine or an eight or a seven, because if everything's important, we have to remember, then nothing's important. So we have the administrator version of what we think our administrators should prioritize. And that is going to be an interesting conversation because I know people in the comments are both educators in the classroom and educators in leadership roles. So this will apply to a lot of people and it will allow us to see the types of leaders we enjoy working with. Also, it'll allow, you know, the I mean, teacher leaders among us, uh, whoever you're watching live or maybe you're listening later, you know, that leadership is for, is for everyone. It doesn't necessarily have to do with a position that you fulfill in your organization or district. It has to do with your approach to the work that you do. And I think anytime that you are making moves to inspire others or to help your work be more and more effective, uh, to rally improvements to serve kids, I think that's leadership right there. I love it. Before we get into this, though, I do want to just take a moment. February is a really hard month. I would love to celebrate if any of you are willing to be a little vulnerable in the comments. I would love for you to tag one or two or three educators in your life who you truly see as leaders in your life. This could Mm -hmm. be department heads that you work with, mentors you work with, coaches you work with, administrators you work with, or just people that are huge advocates for educators. I know that there are so many titles, Brad, that you mentioned that have that leadership title, but there's already, there's also so many people down the hall that have that leadership role. This is a really nice way to celebrate them and give them a little boost that you're thinking of them. When we talk about good leaders, it's, it always makes people feel good that, oh, someone was thinking about me with that, right, Brad? Like, not so just true. a feel-good moment. It's so true. I mean, that it really is uh, just such a boost and such an affirmation uh, as educators when we know that we are, are making small or big moves that are inspiring or just influencing others. I mean, whether it's the influence that you have for someone down the hall, like you said, Ray, or 
someone else in your faculty, or, or, or maybe there's someone in, uh, in your uh, education life outside of your uh, school that's making a difference to you. It could be an author, a podcaster. It could be someone who is helping you to learn and to be your best as well. I love that. Yeah, it could be an author or podcaster, somebody that you, you know, consume content of. It could be someone on the Teach Better team. It could be that you asked a question in this Facebook group and somebody responded and helped you. Maybe a Teach Better team ambassador or a member of our speakers network. So I really would encourage you to pop that in. I think we need more intentional moments to publicly show someone that they're a special part of our day, our lives, our routine. And this is really an opportunity for you to give someone a little smile in their in their day. So Brad, do you want to go back and forth like we did last time? Yeah, of course. That sounds great. Awesome. All right. We'll start with number one. As a reminder, for those of you participating with us, we'd love to have you put your numbers in the comments as well. And this is ranked one through 10. 10 means it's the most pri more, most important thing. One would be it's important, but not that important. First thing is the importance of clear communication channels within an organization. And this has to do with administration. Should administration make the make communication channels a priority? Brad, what are your thoughts? That's a 10. Uh, it, it's absolutely a 10. I know you're you're gonna get you're gonna get after me, but it's absolutely a 10. What what I found and, and maybe uh those watching and listening have experienced is when there are communication gaps, uh, unfortunately, we tend to fill those gaps. Uh, with uh, suppositions, uh, with uh, sometimes it can go just to the worst case scenario, and and then you're uh, you're fighting a, a fire, uh, trying to make sure that everyone has the correct information, and you're you're trying to quell emotions as, as well as uh, clear up misinformation. You know the, those communication channels are the lifeblood of any organization, especially educational organizations, and and that I think the communication that we model amongst each other as educators is also the communication that we model uh, for our kids that we serve. Yeah, I think unfortunately, while I hate starting out with a 10, I agree. I think communication is key regardless of the decisions being made. If you don't communicate, people seem to assume the worst. And the more communication really does build trust, even if they don't agree with what's being communicated. So I think that's a really important one. Brad, do you want to read number two or you want me to jump in? I'm good. Number two, here it goes. The value of transparency in decision-making processes, right? Okay. The value of transparency. Yeah. For administrators, I find this one to be very interesting because the more in through education I get, the more I realize that depending on the leadership title you have, there's a lot, and I want to emphasize, a lot of decisions that are not your own to make. And usually it's it's more of somebody higher up telling you that you need to communicate this. And with that being said, while it would be really nice to walk into a meeting and be like, it's not my fault this decision was made, Brad Hughes told me, it's kind of in your job description, sometimes as a leader, to back the bigger decision. And you may not have that, that background to say much more than that. So I'm going to say that this is like an eight. I think the more transparency, the better. But I also believe that you can be successful in leadership on occasion without so much transparency. I agree. And that's where I'd put it too, Ray, is at, at an eight. Uh, it reminds me of uh, the reason we tell kids the why behind the rules. We, we, we peel back the layers of, uh, of decisions or organizational norms 
not only because they have to be followed, but he here's the why. And I, I think that is really uh, key for school leaders to do as much as possible is to peel back the layers about decisions or information that especially are coming from top down or from higher up in the organization to, to really help clarify and position us as educators within uh, the rules and the, the rules and the rules and the obligations of our district. The, the other thing that I think is an important part of school leadership is to be that umbrella, be that shelter uh, from uh, from information that really could be either distracting or disruptive to the educator's core purpose, which is to teach our kids. And so that's a key role of leadership. So sometimes sometimes the transparency is may, may not be there or may not be evident because a school leader is trying to protect or shelter uh, uh, staff members, uh, family members and, and kids uh, from distractions from their core work. Mm, such a good reminder, tough reminder of the admin job. It's really tough, but important reminder. Brad, you're going to hate number three because <laughs> I'm guessing, and Brad, you know that I love and respect your opinion. I'm guessing we are going to be total opposite ends of this. So deep breaths. Necessary to maintain accurate and up-to-date records. How up-to-date? <laughs> this says, this says the necessity of maintaining accurate and up-to-date records. Where we fall in scale one to 10. 10 is it's essential for the job. You have to do it number one priority. One is it's important. It's important, but not the number one priority. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say nine. Uh, and uh, I, I think procedurally, it's uh, it's essential that uh, school leaders and admin are keeping an eye on and maintaining those accurate and up-to-date records. It's the same that we expect of our educators, uh, whether it's assessment data or social emotional data, that it, it has to be up-to-date, it has to be available. Uh, what are you, you're, you're, you're crinkling up your nose and you're thinking, I don't know, you're thinking three, three or four? Here's my deal. I think there are some records that are so important. Like when you mentioned student data, like absolutely. But sometimes I find, and I think I fell into this for a few years of my career, over-documenting is not always helpful. I, I, I find that there's only, there has to be a balance of documentation that exists. And, and when I say documentation, I'm really thinking of the notes I used to keep on my students' families and, and everything else. But I, I think for me, this is a five because there are a lot of things that are really important to keep up to date and a lot of things that probably you could step away from and it's not the end of the world. Uh, there's a lot of data that uh, educators are responsible to keep up to date. Uh, I, I think I think, I th I think, think in my role, I think of uh, record keeping around uh, behavior or discipline decisions, uh, infractions and misconducts, uh, conversations that are contentious, either with a parent or caregiver or uh, with his or her child. The importance of record keeping in, in those uh, in those reasons or in those situations, right, for, twofold for me is, is one is the personal accountability to the process. And so if you're seeking support in any of those processes, you have it documented what you said and did. The other thing is for me, writing is also part of reflection. And so by writing, I can separate myself a little bit from the emotions of a situation and I can hopefully take sort of more uh, more clear and uh, distant or, you know, some distance between how, I, how I'm how i feeling about the situation and, and what I'm called to do. So that, that's why it, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold tight to my nine. 
I, I think it's fair. And when you're talking about behavior, again, I'm with you. If it's talking about behavior, I'd say a nine as well. But I just think there's so many other requirements we have as administrative leaders of things that if you didn't document it for a few weeks, it probably wouldn't be the end of the world. But anyway, all right. Are you reading the next one? Number four, the significance of following established protocols and procedures. Okay, here's my argument. I was going to say that this is one I also am going to like put in the middle a five, but I would argue that sometimes the protocols and procedures put in place don't need to be there. And other times you have to follow the protocols and procedures because, oh my gosh, then it would be pure chaos. But I guess as a, as an, as a teacher thinking about this, I'm like, oh, I hate when there's a system that needs to be followed that doesn't have the same emergency need. Versus obviously if there was like a drill, yeah, I want everything followed to the T a hundred percent because that needs a protocol for safety. I have no answer here. Someone help Van Scott post your numbers. so I can steal it. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, within any policies and procedures, the, the people who are called to uphold them and support them and make sure they are put into place. There also has to be a mechanism for feedback. Uh, reminds me of a fire drill, for example. So if you uh, if you have a, a fire escape plan uh, and you run into a snag, then there's needs to be a mechanism at the school level to give feedback and to refine it. Similarly, at the district level, uh, school leaders and teachers, if you're if you're if you're being uh, if you're required to put a, a procedure or a policy in place, uh, I, I hope that there's a mechanism for feedback so that when there are feet on the ground that are at, you know putting these things into operation, if there is a hitch. There's an opportunity to feed that back to your superintendent or your district leader to say, hey, uh, you know, I want to help you understand what this actually looks and feels like. I'm going to take Van's option, which said he said I should use eight. But I do like the comment above that says, uh, again, which procedures, some legal ones, of course, but some other ones can be lame red tape. So I agree. But yes, I guess when it comes to procedures as an administrator, I would lean more towards a higher number for the sake of safety, which is an important element of being an admin leader, I get it. For me, it, it comes down to integrity. So, you know, when your actions and your beliefs match, that's integral, right? And so, you know, as a school leader, uh, or maybe even as a teacher leader who is um, doing some sort of semi-admin roles or some some professional leads, we, we have to follow established procedures because that is communicating the desired practice that we uh, expect. Uh, and that we want to support in uh, in our reports too. So Brad, we could keep going with this, but I also searched up the same type of list. I said, I want 40 things administrators really believe to be true. But then right before I searched that up, I said, could you make them funny? So yeah. I would like to now throw these back at you. <laughs> I'm going to read the first few and not so much if you, you believe um, in the uh, importance of it, but I just want you to tell me if you believe this statement. Like, okay. yes, I also believe that's true. Yeah. Uh, same in the comments. If, if I uh, read a statement, I'd love for you to say, yeah, absolutely, I believe that. Or no, no, that's complete. No, no way. Are you ready, Brad? Ready to go. Admins believe that coffee is the ultimate productivity potion, even if it's just the placebo effect. <laughs> I, I used to believe that. I had a tradition at a previous school where 
Uh, I would put the coffee on each morning and that, that aroma would bring everyone uh, coffee aroma rings, brings everybody to the staff room. But uh, I, at my latest school, it's, it's a tea culture I discovered. And so uh, I'm no longer putting the coffee on, but uh, the kettle goes on too. So I'm I'm a big believer in coffee, uh, and uh, but I'm also a big believer in bringing people together. So whether it's coffee, tea, water, whatever it is, uh, you've got me right there. I believe that. I love it. Here we go. Admin firmly believe that the printer's sole purpose is to eat paper and stress people out. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that. I believe the opposite. I want the printer to work, uh, and I've had my. Uh, I've had my uh, hands and arms elbow deep trying to uh, unjam. Uh, paper and uh, change the toner myself. So I'm. We're grateful. We've got a lot of uh, really great service technicians that can help. But I do not believe that. No, I think okay. printer should work. Okay, there we go. Um, admins and leaders believe that the reply all button was designed by a sarcastic genius. <laughs> Probably true. That's true. Uh, leadership believe that the IT department is run by wizards who only speak in binary inc inclinations. I do not believe that to be true in my experience. What do you think? I think that IT members are for sure wizards. That's yeah. without a doubt. I, I always call a good IT guy for help. So that's true. Uh, leaders are convinced that the only thing more mysterious than the Bermuda, than the Bermuda Triangle is the budget of the building. It's complex. It's it's mysterious, and uh, you can inherit a budget that was inherited by someone else has been inherited by someone else, and it, it just untangling the budget is pretty mysterious. I'm going to say I agree with that. All right, here's one that will be interesting. Leadership firmly believes that a brainstorm session is just another term for group procrastination. <laughs> In the wrong hands, for sure. I don't believe that to be true, though. Okay, that's fair. Um, leadership think that the only thing more, uh, let me hold on really quick. Uh, admin is convinced that the true purpose of conference calls is to test your ability to multitask. I think anyone that's experienced a conference call or a Google meet or a zoom, I and mean, there's so many distractions going on around you. I, I know sometimes I feel like I'm trying to pilot a space shuttle, uh, at the same time, <laughs> trying to keep up with a zoom call. This is my favorite one. So we're going to end yeah. on this one. This says, Leadership is certain that the office microwave is has a built-in timer that is always set to permanently burn. <laughs> I, I believe that to be true. And I, I don't think any of the office microwave buttons do what they're supposed to do. Uh, I think it's just uh, you're, you're just uh, playing, a, playing a very dangerous game of roulette every time you touch that microwave. This is so fun, Brad. I'm glad we were able to go through this list again. And thank you so much for the comments, hearing your thoughts, seeing some giggles. We'll be right back for our Sunday Spark. Even though this has been such a fun show, starting out with ways that we fill our time with hobbies, evolve, like kind of evolving into leadership, funny anecdotes, this is still my favorite part of the show. We're getting into our Sunday Spark, created by the one and only Brad Hughes. That commercial was so good. And this segment is all about positive things for us to consider. Brad, what do you got for us this week? Ray, I've got a website and an app that I'd like to recommend to our Teach Better family. and It's called Goodable. 
Uh, you and I are, are pretty committed each and every week to bringing uh, good news, inspiring news, uh, something that will spark conversation, something that will spark imagination. So I want to introduce you to Goodable. Uh, and Ray, uh, we experimented, uh, I think it was the week with uh, Joshua Stamper and I were coasting uh, about having our viewers choose the good news story of the day. So I, I'm curious to see if any of these spark your interest. Will you let me know? Please, I love this. Okay, how about uh, the first wooden satellite to combat space pollution? Oh. European Tree of the Year Awards. Oh, a new animal species, the skeleton panda sea squirt. Oh, I saw that one. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, Adorable baby rhino turns into a puppy while being brushed. Uh, Tiny moon of Saturn reveals a new surprise. And an artist keeping an endangered craft alive. Any of those spark your interest? Okay, first off, I feel like they kept getting better. I'm interested in every single one you yep. said. But can I go with the Saturn moon? Because yeah, I was practicing um, a planet speech with a little girl recently who is playing Pluto in an upcoming play at an elementary school. And she has this witty one-liner about like, oh, I've been demoted. I'm not really a planet. So now I want to know about Saturn. <laughs> This tiny moon of Saturn is the smallest case of a subsurface ocean ever found in the solar system, Ray. These kind of discoveries just boggle my mind because of the distance uh, at which the scientists are making these discoveries and decisions. But uh, as you can see on the screen there, this comes from goodnewsnetwork.org. Uh, and it's been known uh, for a decade that Saturn's icy moon of Enceladus. Enceladus? Sure. Almost certainly includes a subspace, subsurface ocean beneath its northern pole. Uh, this tiny moon called Mimas also may contain the same. And you know, the search for water and the search for you know maybe the uh, the main ingredients of life outside of Earth, uh, you know, depends on you know finding water, frozen water, water vapor, giving us you know some different ideas about how life in our solar system may have either existed or how life on Earth may have come to be. Uh, what I love about Goodable Ray is, you know, any of those six stories will take you into a little bit of a, uh, clicking on any of the stories will take you into a more in-depth uh, look at the story and you can get it on your desktop or it can come to you through the Goodable app. Uh, and it might be a great uh, bell ringer activity for you and your class. It might be something if you're a school leader that you are sharing in a school newsletter or uh, on a school email. Uh, there, there's just all kinds of ways to recognize that good news is happening and discoveries and, and, and things are moving forward in positive ways. You know, I, I think it's something that is counter uh, to uh, the, the dire news that we often turn on to, whether it's on TV, radio or other media. But, you know, sharing the good where you can is uh, I think it's essential for uh, our well-being and for our community's well-being too, Ray. I love it. You know, I love some good, like good news, Brad Hughes. So this was definitely a good one. I'm excited for you all to share how you are using that incredible app as an opportunity to engage your family, friends, and students. Brad, thanks for so much. Like this conversation was so enjoyable. I really, really love our Sunday nights talking with you. It's so casual. We get to do some goofy stuff. I love the engagements on Sunday. Like this is just my favorite. This is my favorite. And I so appreciate that we get to do this together. Friends, as a reminder, next week, we have a guest joining us. And then the following week, we have a beautiful person joining us, a part of our Teach Better team. And it will be right after our 12-hour live. So in case you missed it, March 2nd, 
We are going to have a 12-hour live event streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. Holy moly, it's 12 hours of free PD. You don't have to register. You just have to follow the team on your favorite platform, and you'll be able to catch it. It's going to be so much fun. So I assume that that following Sunday is going to be focused on relaxing and also recapping that incredible conversation. Brad, thanks so much again for tonight. It was great. Ray, thank you. And thanks to everyone in our Teach Better family network for joining us. We love live and we love connecting with you every Sunday night here in the weekly warm-up space. Uh, make sure you're staying uh, staying tuned tomorrow morning. We've got uh, Teach Better today uh, with uh, Ray and a co-host uh, to be named later. But uh, Ray Hewitt, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7. And thanks again. I, I, I love our Sunday nights together. So fun. Hey, friends, if you have just like a millisecond of time tomorrow afternoon, this stream will stream on all of our platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn, this time tomorrow. We would love to have you share out this stream and encourage your friends and family to join the Teach Better group, the Teach Better Facebook group here on Facebook. So just so we can continue to support different educators and leaders. So have a wonderful day, friends. We will see you soon. Yeah.